Surveys. Hello and welcome to episode 18 of Survey Says, a podcast where we send out surveys collecting the thoughts and opinions of the public to share them with you. My name is Mel and I am joined today with co-host Matt Thomas on the All The Things edition of this podcast. Hey everyone. Welcome back. Thanks for listening. This week's episode is on Harry Potter and alongside my co-host Matt, we do have a special guest giving his answer to the questions on this topic. He is the host of Coast FM's 96.3's Friday Night Show on air with Brandon Atkins. He is, of course, the one and only Brandon Atkins. Welcome to Survey Says. What an introduction, Mel. I love it. And uh, it's, I, I, I just feels weird hearing that introduction. But uh, thank you for having me on this uh, exquisite podcast. I'm a big fan of, of your, your, your work. I, I'm a big fan of your show too. I feel like for you as a radio presenter, getting an introduction, it's a little bit on the flip side now. It is. It is a little bit. I've only ever done one podcast in the past. Right. Yeah. So it's uh, it's it's weird. It's weird me getting the introduction, but I, I I like it nonetheless. You did very well. Good. Thank you. Um. So yes, Harry Potter. When I asked you what topic you want to talk about, you did not hesitate for a second. You're like Harry Potter. I want to talk about Harry Potter. Are you? You're a big fan, obviously. I'd take it. Big fan. When you actually, uh, when you posted the, the, the question to me, I think I responded within like 2.5 seconds. You did. <laughs> uh, no, very big fan of Harry Potter. And I feel this is appropriate for me to be on this podcast because I've watched Harry Potter many a times mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I had only just finished watching it again, maybe like a week or two ago. So it's all still fresh in my mind fresh. at the moment. Yeah. yeah, I grew up watching it. My dad would always buy it on DVD. We would always watch it together as a family, go to the movies. So it's like a part of my life. Absolutely. I I made the silly effort though. When I, I got into Harry Potter quite late into the series, I actually, oh. yeah, the first movie I watched was Order of the Phoenix. And then I went, yeah, I went five, six, seven, went back to one, then watched four that I thought, no, I'll give up. I'll start watching it from the start. Oh my goodness! The start, so yeah, bit of a mess, but well, it's not Star Wars. It's not three. What is it? Four, five, six, one, two, three. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I know that's too confusing, but um, yeah. So I got into Harry Potter quite late uh, in life, but right. I, I, I'm a fan nonetheless. So that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. All fans are good fans. So as long as you know things, it <laughs> it is whatever. <laughs> Yes, so we do have responses from myself, Brandon, and Matt today. And before we get into the rest of the episode, here is a little rundown, a little bit more about Survey Says. So we release a new survey every month, preparing three episodes ahead with questions surrounding a different theme each time. The two Survey Says editions are I'd Be The Man with Alex McIntosh, focusing on women's empowerment, feminism, and life experiences. And then there is All The Things with Matt focusing on cool, science, pop culture sort of stuff. And there is a new episode released each Tuesday. And you can catch up on what you've missed at surveysayspodcast.com. So, yes, today we're talking about Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. You and I, big fans. Oh, from the start. Yet we are both yet to watch them together. No, we haven't we done have a Harry Potter marathon together. 11 no. months together and we haven't watched a single Harry Potter movie together. We've done the two most important ones. 
Marvel and Star Wars. That's true. Yeah, we've done those. We've done two. We just have to get to Harry Potter. I think Harry Potter is pretty important. Is there any other kind of like big blockbuster movie series like those? The franchises? Uh, or have like we covered them? Well, we, Lord even, of the Rings is one. Lord of the Rings, yeah. There's Hunger Games. That only Games. has six movies though. There's still a lot of movies. It's a lot of movies. Wait, Hunger Games is yes. the, the trilogy. There's three. Well, it's kind of a quadrilogy if you split up Mockingjay. That's true, but it's still tr- it's the trilogy. Back to the Future. Oh, yeah. is that a franchise or just a trilogy? It's, it's a trilogy. It's a, just a trilogy. We don't talk about it much, though. No. No, I've we only seen it through trilogy. once. Yeah, I was in preparation for a role at a party many years ago. Which I have a photo of you in. Yes, together. Was that our we first photo together? together? I don't know. Oh well. One of the first. Yeah. Alrighty. So to start off with, we have the statistics of who did the survey. Let's go. So, our age ranges sp- are split up this week. For eight, under 18s, are 6% of our respondents. 18 to 24-year-olds take up 56% of our respondents. 25 to 34-year-olds take up 6%. 45 to 55 take up 17%. And the rest are anonymous at 15%. And we have a gender split this week of 46% male, 14% female, and 40% anonymous. There we go now we know who did the survey we can go to the questions let's slither into some questions yes let's ah that hurt ah uh-huh. no it didn't you thoroughly that enjoyed felt good. that, that felt you will good. and you'll continue to do so i will which is fine um punzi your thing so i guess i'll just let it happen let it let it have let, let it, it happen yep all right. Well, let's go to the very first question of this episode on Harry Potter. What house do you think you'd be in slash want to be in? Right. And and why, I guess. And why? So, what what do you think? Me? Mm. Well, I've actually taken... Well, I've actually registered an account on the Pottermore website, which is basically like the big Harry Potter fans where they want to go to discuss it and like, you know, watch the movies. And there's like a few games on there and you find out your Patronus and your house. Yeah. And I what wand. And, and which wand do you get exactly? I had a Phoenix Core 11 inches with oak wood. I don't even remember that. Really? No, I don't remember what I got. And my house was um, given to me as Ravenclaw, the blue house, which is my favorite color. So that's it. That's awesome. Did you respect that decision like do, do you oh 100% because I was looking I have I have it here right now on Pottermore um, the traits of Ravenclaw house members mm. so you can you can uh, agree or not with what this because you know me pretty well you've known me for three and a half four years now correct you, you know me pretty well so do these traits sound like me intelligence wit wisdom creativity Originality, individuality, acceptance, and sharpness. I'd say so. That sounds like me. Yeah. Well, see, I feel like it's it's almost. Uh, what is it? Now narrowing it down. Process of elimination. Process of elimination. <laughs> How so? Like, well, oh, would I be Slytherin? No, I don't really feel like I'd fit in that. And then Ravenclaw, like, I guess I've relate to some of those qualities but it's like not really right like a gryffindor i'd run out the door but yeah not fearless at all and then a hufflepuff it's like oh actually i kind of go with that so unless i kinda guess roll with the hufflepuffs i guess if if one doesn't stick out 
Or if, if one sticks out, you go, yeah, I'm that one. But if they don't, I guess it's kind of the yeah. process of elimination. Well, so. I'm happy with Ravenclaw because of those. And also um, a noble member of the Ravenclaw house was um, Ollivander. Ollivander, the, the wand guy. Yeah, the, um, the wand maker. I have some more notable members here. I have the inventor of the Lunascope. I have the pioneer of love potions. The inventor of the flu powder. Two, minister, two ministers for magic. Flu powder, flu powder. And um, Professor Quirrell. He was in Ravenclaw. Oh, but we don't like Professor Quirrell. He was fine until he was possessed <laughs> by Voldemort. I guess that wasn't his fault. No. And also uh, Luna Lovegood's in Ravenclaw. We love her. I do like her, actually. Yes. So I am Hufflepuff. Of course you are. Through and through. I didn't know I was a Hufflepuff until the quiz told me, and then I realized there's no other house, no other house I would belong in. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm a Hufflepuff. Right. When I read the traits the first time round, I was like, that that's as close as it gets. Yeah. Um. It's almost. It's also otherwise known as the reject house. The reject house. It's a bunch filled with crazy people who don't belong anywhere else. Me. See, I just thought it was full of like the wusses. No. Well, the best, the nerd. The, you just called yourself the rejects. We're the rejects, but we're the best. You know, it's like the group of losers. In who wants to be a badger? School. Well, who wants to be a crow? It's actually a raven. Or who wants to be a raven? Ravens are cool. So are badgers. So stop dissing my house because I didn't diss yours. So the traits for Hufflepuff as said on this website, is diligence, loyalty, kindness, tolerance, dedication, fairness, patience, and modesty. Mm -hmm. Look, let's just take out patience, okay? Let's take out patience. I'm not very patient. A few of those line up with you. I'm pretty diligent. Yeah, I'd say so. I think I'm pretty hardworking, pretty loyal, pretty kind. Uh, Tolerance? I can tolerate. Dedication, fairness... Patience and modesty. Yeah, why not? Let's yeah, go why bloody that. not? Well, see, I'm not a Ravenclaw. I'm not. I'm not Slytherin, and I'm not Gryffindor. So it's like so you found your uh, home in Hufflepuff. Yeah, I'm sure. We're just the chill little little guys at the end of the row. So here I am, I'm a Hufflepuff. Just like there's notable members. We've got Cedric Diggory, Nifedora. Um, Newt, Scamander. Newt Scamander, exactly. Yeah, so I'm Hufflepuff, you're Ravenclaw. Yes. Now we have an answer from Brandon. Brandon, have you done a quiz or have you just appointed yourself a house? Have you just decided upon your own title? Well, no, it's funny you said this because all through life, I kind of knew what house I would be in, you know? Right. And mm-hmm. then uh, my, my girlfriend recently said, look, maybe look, there's this website. I think it was the web- same website uh, you had did, right? And I put in all the little, you know, bits and pieces and it came up saying that I was a Ravenclaw. Oh. Yeah. Now I was quite, uh, I was quite annoyed when I, when I got Ravenclaw <laughs> because I thought, that I don't want Ravenclaw. I don't want a nobody house. No offense to any Raven watching or listening at the moment. Uh, but me personally, I- I'm a Slytherin all the way. I, uh, I, yeah, oh. I just, 
I don't know. I feel like with Slytherin, and you can see the, this with, you know, characters like Draco and Severus, where they kind of have that mysterious side to them. You don't quite know the full picture. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of resonate with that well, because not a lot of people know the full picture about me. Sure, people assume things about me, and, I, and people assume things about others in life generally. I'm sure people have made assumptions about you in life, um, yeah. whether they're true or not. And so, I don't know, I just, I resonate with Slytherin. I have that mysterious side, you know, that kind of, you know, suspicious side. You're just not evil. You're not going to go around killing people and, no? <laughs> I'm no evil person, trust me. I feel like Slytherin is, it's so... Um, connected to being bad like you think Slytherin you think bad you think Gryffindor you think good you think Ravenclaw you think super smart you think Hufflepuff you think the rest yep yep absolutely absolutely you're you're saying you so you're a part of the the sneaky side the kind of like there's more to me than than you know but you're not a bad person which is always good well because I go through life you know I I mean being on radio you know you kind of have to share everything about you you know yeah and i'm one just to divulge anything i'm an open book but i don't divulge things unless i'm asked if that makes sense yeah unless you ask me i will tell you something about me so i think that's where that kind of you know not suspicious side but you know there's more to him than meets the eye side and i just resonate with slytherin plus i like snape's outfit so <laughs> Totally fair. That that's a good reason. Just I like Snape's outfit. Totally cool. <laughs> cool. We got I'm Hufflepuff. You're Ravenclaw, and Brandon is Slytherin. Oh. Yeah. So with that, let's get into the survey responses. First up, we have Matty. He is a male in the age range of eighteen to twenty-four. He says Ravenclaw, saying the parties would be sick. Parties would be sick because we are very creative and original. Our next response is from a male named Dave, age range 45 to 55. He chose Hufflepuff and says, isn't that where all the dorks end up? Yeah. Yes. That's where we belong. That's where the dorks go. Next response is from a female named Meza in the age range of 44 to 50. Yeah, 44 to 55. Uh, she says she'd be in Gryffindor because I am a goody two-shoes. Yeah. Fair. Next response is from a male named Kid Boing, age range 18 to 24. He chose Gryffindor because any other house is irrelevant. That's false, okay. Well, the whole the whole movie series is about a Gryffindor child. That's true. I mean, like I said, um, I feel like the like Harry Potter just portrays like there's just Gryffindor and Slytherin and like no one else. But Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are very important. I feel they they are should be respected more. Yes, they should have more. You know, importance. Yeah. Next response is from a male named Matty in the age range of 18 to 24. He says Ravenclaw, proceeding to say the underdogs. We ain't the underdogs. Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff are both We're just not underdogs. in the spotlight of the movie. <laughs> well, same goes with Hufflepuff. Our next response is from a male named James, under the age of 18. He has Ravenclaw as his answer because he did the test. Yeah, same as we did in Pottermore. Pottermore or BuzzFeed? Because BuzzFeed's one... Oh, I did it with him. My okay. little brother and I we right. did it together. And I knew he was a Ravenclaw before he even did it. It was just kind of to... Well, me and your brother are a lot, a lot alike in similar ways. Yes. So, yeah, that makes sense. Very. Next response is from a female named Beck in the age range of 18 to 24. She is a Hufflepuff. 
saying, I am very opinionated but fiercely loyal. I always put others in front of myself. I feel like I know others better than I know myself. Probably true. I know Beck. That makes sense. (laughs) And our last response is from an anonymous male, age range 18 to 24. He has Ravenclaw because he is an introvert and a thinker. Makes sense. Well, the um, ghost of Ravenclaw, the... Hel- no, that's Hel- Helga Hufflepuff. Um, Rowena Ravenclaw. Rowena Ravenclaw. She was very... Kept uh, to herself. Yeah, kept to herself pretty yeah. much. She didn't want anyone touching her things. <laughs> oh, yes. Hence the, the tiara. We know all about that, don't we? Yes, movie number eight. So now we have all the responses. We've got people who are Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor. We don't have any Slytherin responses here. Just Brandon's from earlier on. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's see what the actual percentage, what the split was. So, 33% of people actually said Ravenclaw. Hell yeah. So, majority of people who did the survey are in Ravenclaw, with 27% of people saying Hufflepuff, 27% of people saying Gryffindor, and 13% said Slytherin, but just didn't elaborate on it. Go Ravenclaw. Yeah, there you go. Hell yeah. I wasn't expecting that. Nor was I. I was Because everyone's like, oh, Gryffindor. Let's, I want to be like Harry. Let's pick Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. You know? And no one wants to pick Slytherin because he wants to be in Slytherin, right? It's there's such a bad negative connotation with it. Yeah, it's like bad if you're rep. in if you're in Slytherin, then you're a bad person. You're a bad apple. It's just you know, Voldemort and Draco. They kind of just ruined it for oh, everyone. Yeah. And uh, oh, what house was uh, Umbridge? Oh, I don't actually know. Was she ever? Was she must have been in the house? She must have gone to. Umbridge is in Slytherin. Of course. So, saw that one coming. Oh, so, we've got Snape as well. We got, well, I don't think Voldemort or Draco ruined Slytherin for everyone. I think Umbridge did. You reckon You reckon Jeez. Umbridge is worse than Voldemort? Oh, 100%. Really? Yes. At the end of the movies, who did you hate more, Voldemort or Umbridge? I guess. She did it in one movie. She just she's got just under a, your skin. But she's just a bitch. Yes. But Voldemort is the worst. But I, I don't deal with evil. I deal with bitches all the time. <laughs> Look, that's fair. But I think in, in retrospect, Voldemort is worse than Umbridge. But Umbridge is still a bitch nonetheless. Well, Voldemort wanted you dead. Yeah. Umbridge wanted you to suffer. That's awful. <laughs> I guess. You, look, you have a point. All the, I, I all the rules that. and how she wooed over Filch. Mm, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. He, felt, he simped for her hard. What is this simping situation that has emerged? Oh, it's, It just means you'll do anything for a girl with, like, little or no return. Right. You'll do anything for them. It's pretty much like, hey, uh, you're whipped. Cute. You're whipped. Love that. Let's move on to the second question of the episode being, which Deathly Hollow would you choose? So, it is out of... Elder Wand. The Elder Wand. The Resurrection Stone. Mm-hmm. And the Cloak of Invisibility. Yes. What What do you think? Well, I think this is a process of elimination for me. Mm. The Elder Wand, you saw it in the, the, the book of the Deathly Hallows that Hermione read in the seventh movie that the wizard who wielded it just got drunk with power. Yeah. I don't want to put myself in that position. And there was this... And for the Cloak of Invisibility, there was this philosophy question uh, by Socrates and Plato about if you had a, a Cloak of Invisibility, would you still act just knowing that no one would catch you doing all the things that you would do? Mm-hmm. So I just think that tempts people to use it 
Because name one good thing you could do with a cloak of invisibility. It's very hard to do. Just disappear for a bit. Just like, you know, chill. You could chill and you could do things out of the goodness of your heart without being caught. Mm. Like, you know, put flowers somewhere for someone or like save someone. But historically, you would probably be tempted to do more bad things like rob a bank or like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what you would do with a cloak of invisibility. <laughs> so I would choose the resur- resurrection stone because I know how good it could be to give people one last chance to say goodbye to someone they've lost because I didn't get that when my pop died. I don't remember him much at all and I would love to meet him hmm. because, yeah, I just didn't get a chance. I was like five years old. I don't remember my pop very much and Oh yeah, my everyone was older than me when he passed away. So everyone has the, all these great memories of him, but I unfortunately do not, because at the age of five I don't have many memories because you only start making memories when you're three years old. That's fair. So I would love to like meet someone and imagine all the things that you could do if you meet someone who's passed away who never got their secrets revealed, like all the scientists that never had their p- papers published, or if we could bring back Stephen Hawking for a day. But if it got into the wrong hands, of course, you could bring back the wrong people. You could bring back the or wrong people. Or you could bring someone's hopes up, you know, or they'll, they'll start to get, it'll start to get out of control, I guess. That's why, yeah, that's why you got to be careful with any of the Deathly well, Hallows. Well, that's why they're called the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, but I think because I don't want to make an army of zombies, I would just want to help people. Yeah. And I don't, and I think that, Having a cloak of invisibility or or a wand that's a weapon that's way too strong is harder to control. If if yeah. if I got out of hand, yeah, all you got to do is just you know knock me out and take the stone away from me. Yeah. So that that's why I would I would use it to help people because name one good thing that a powerful wand or a cloak of invisibility could do. It's very hard in my opinion. Oh, powerful wand, you could do powerful things. You could build buildings and save the homeless. And with the cloak of invisibility, you could just be chill. Just disappear for a bit, you know? Or closing your door. Ah, whatever. You could close your door on the outside and walk around like that. Uh, How about you, Brandon? What do you think? Look, this is a tough question. Yeah. When this is this is a really tough question. I I feel like I can go through life without a wand, just quietly. Mm. Like I, I feel like I don't need that. So yeah. the elder one is is out. I don't I don't need it. Okay. Um, but I feel like I would have to. Ch- I, I can't pick between a resurrection stone and an invisibility cloak because I I think having the cloak would be cool because you know you can just you know don the cloak and you, you can just go anywhere. No one would know where you are. And you know, we saw, we've we've seen Harry use that many times throughout the eight movies. Whereas with the re- Resurrection Stone, I think I think that would be cool to have. And the reason why I say it would be cool to have is because you do have the power to either bring yourself or someone you love back. Yeah. But then also at the same time comes the the point. Oh, do you or do they want a second chance at life? Because you know how. You know, there's people these days, you know, when they get to old age, they're, they're done with life. They've gone, I've lived my life. I, I don't have any regrets. If I go today, that's fine. You know, it, it, would you want to Would you want to use that resurrection stone on someone who has already lived a fulfilling life and then has to come back and go, oh, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. 
Yeah, there's so much responsibility with it, I feel. Yeah. See, for me, I would choose the invisibility cloak. I, I will. I went. I came down to the last two. So resurrection stone versus invisibility cloak because I feel like the wand is just too much. It's like too much responsibility. It's, it's too. It's too much power too and responsibility. You know, if I make a mistake, I don't want to be held accountable for for, for that. You know what I well, mean? Well, that's exactly right. So I feel like the invisibility cloak has the least amount of repercussions compared yeah. to resurrecting a dead person or people um with the resurrection stone or wielding the most powerful ones in existence like there's just too much responsibility too many bad things can happen and i for one i would use it very innocently you know i would just sneak around you know hear hear little things hear little birds chirping but i wouldn't like rob banks and stuff why would you want to sneak around for don't you trust people in your life or something no (laughs) sometimes sometimes i just don't I think mostly, I don't know, it would just be cool to just stick my beak in and just hear things, you know? I do that anyway. I, I come, if there's a crowd of people, I just go screaming through going, okay, what, what, what's going on? You know? I could sneak back, you can sneak backstage at concerts. You can just pop, you know, I could go, you know, meet Taylor Swift if I wanted to. I could just turn up in the middle of, you know, the stage and be like, well, hi, I'm actually, I'm actually the star now. I mean, I would have picked Taylor Swift as my go-to uh, celebrity to go backstage for, but you know, I get what you mean. It's a, it's not a bad yeah. idea, actually. Um, yeah, I I think if I had to choose, it would have to be the invisibility invisibility cloak, but yeah, not by, not by much because, you know, say for instance, you know, I passed away at a young age and it was someone else's fault, like a car accident or something, and I got yeah. and I got the opportunity to continue to live a life. I would want to go down that path. So I'm a bit torn between the two, but if I had to pick, and you had a gun to my head at the moment, Mel, I'd have to pick the cloak, but by a slither. Same Z's. Cool. Well, now we know what we would all choose. You would pick the Resurrection Stone. Yep. I would pick the Cloak of Invisibility. And Brandon chose the... And Brandon chose the Cloak of Invisibility also. As well, yeah. So let's see what the rest of the world has to say. Everyone who did the survey, what did they all pick? Let's go. So our first response was from uh, a male named Maddie, age range 18 to 24. He chose the Cloak. And would steal a bunch of shit and not get caught, duh. <laughs> Which is exactly what I said would happen if you chose that. You would act unjust. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't look honestly. I wouldn't pick any of them. They all seem so bad. It's what would like, ah. What would you steal if you had the cloak? Just money, like rob a bank. Just not hurt anyone. I would sneak into every Taylor Swift concert without a ticket. That's what I would do. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like very much like you. Exactly. Uh, next response is from Anonymous uh, in the age range of 25 to 34. They would pick the Cloak of Invisibility, saying, I like stealing. Good move, staying anonymous. Our next response is from a male named Dave, age range 45 to 55. He chose the cloak as well and says, Neither of the other two can be used without dire consequences. As soon as someone knows you have the Elder Wand, you're a target. The resurrection stone doesn't really resurrect now, does it? It just brings painful memories and the feeling of loss back to the forefront of your existence. Is that right? You know, in Dumbledore's will, he gave Harry the snitch. Yeah. Inside the snitch was the resurrection stone. Yeah. There's a scene where he uses it, right? Yeah, when... So we can see what happens. Harry comes back to life. Well, Harry does come back to life. No, that's when he goes to fight Voldemort, isn't it? And then he dies. 
and then they use a resurrection stone on him to come back. No, Voldemort kills the Horcrux inside of Harry. Harry's still alive. Okay, so we just did a little bit of research and the resurrection stone can't actually bring people back to life. So what does it do? It brings back their soul so you can communicate with them. That's still what I would want to do. Yeah, well, I mean... what Just you say th- like one final goodbye. I wouldn't want, You can't make zombies. Yeah, so no, you... You can't bring people back. So that that's why Dave is saying it just brings back painful memories and the feeling of loss because you're... I guess it can bring back different feelings for different people. Yeah, If but you're using it to say goodbye to someone. Like if I opened up Matt's magical final goodbyes shop where I use the resurrection stones for people who know what they want to do, I wouldn't just pop up to someone and go, hey, here's your dead someone. Well, obviously. Obviously. But like the brother in the story of the Deathly Hallows, he... Brought back his, his wife, right? Wife, um, but then hung himself because he realized how much he missed her and was like, well, I can't actually ever have her back. So it's like an overwhelming feeling of like, well, she's not real. Yeah. What have I done? I'll never get her back. So I guess it could bring back different kinds of feelings for different people. Mm-hmm. Like people who are really at peace with it, I guess. Um, like a family member would make sense. Be like, hi, you know, bye. Thanks. I think like, you know, kids might help kids. It, look, it, it could definitely be helpful with the grieving process, but I guess it could go wrong. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Could Dealing with like mess. that kind of emotion yeah. could be very messy. Yeah. But still, I reckon I could do a lot more good with that than the other two Deathly Hallows. So, I, I still I stick by what I said. Fair enough. The next response is from a female named Meza in the age range of 45 to 54. She also says the cloak of invisibility saying, I think this would be rather handy in many situations. But no one's actually saying any situations besides stealing. Yeah. Interesting. Everyone will act unjust. You never know. A next response is from a male named Kid Boing, age range 18 to 24. He chose the cloak and says, it would be so fun to get away with things. You could have sex under the cloak in broad daylight and no one would know. Maybe the sound would give it away, though. See... There That's is. a creative way of using it. <laughs> I definitely didn't think of that. Is it? Um, it's, it's big enough for two people under there, right? Could be, yeah. Because yeah. all three of them hide under the cloak. At, the at some movie, point, yeah. Right? Yeah. That's funny. That's f- well done, kid, kid boying. Uh, next response is from a male under the age of 18. He says the Elder Wand, saying unlimited power. Do you know that's from? What? Unlimited power. What? The quote is from Star Wars. Is it now? Yes. At what point? Uh, episode three. Emperor Palpatine is shocking Samuel Jackson. He's like, power, unlimited power. Did you just use a character's name and an actor's name? Yes. Because I don't, I don't think you would understand who Mace Windu is. Who? Exactly. <laughs> Seen it once, okay. Our next response is from a female named Beck, age range 18 to 24. She chose the cloak. I see a pattern here. She says, the opportunity to be a fly on the wall in so many situations is too tempting. Invisibility cloak it is. See, that's what I, yeah, being like a fly on the wall, like sussing it out, listening to... Gossip. Gossip, conversations, hearing what people say about me behind my back. But imagine if you're caught. (sighs) Well, then they shouldn't be saying things behind my back. You'd be a dead fly on the wall. No, they would be caught out. If they catch me out, then they know I've hurt them and then they get in trouble. What you could do... They're the guilty ones. What you could do Mm. is if you have a friend that's that's mean to you... If you have a friend. 
and they right. choose the the career path of being a mime. You could wear the invisibility cloak and beat the absolute crap out of them in public, and they'll be like, "Wow, he is a very good mime." Oh yeah, that'd be. I love how you had to add in the mime, <laughs> not just you could beat the crap out of him, like at all. Well, if actor, it, if, I guess, yeah, kind of. If they're a mime, then. Then yes, he'd be a very good. He would be a very mime. good mime from the audience perspective. And the final response is from an anonymous male in the age range of 18 to 24. He also says the cloak of invisibility, saying, I'd like to be alone sometimes. Feels bruh. Don't we all? Yeah. Cool. And with that, as you could probably tell, the results. The most said result, the most chosen, with 74% of people, the cloak of invisibility. Followed by the Elder Wand and the Resurrection Stone, equally both 13% of responses. I wonder if the three Deathly Hallows, similar to the houses, represent a different personality trait of why you would pick that. Ooh, that's something. Like, does arrogance associate with the wand and selflessness associate with the stone and uh, anxiety with the cloak of invisibility? Well... All of these responses were all different houses and they all chose the cloak except James, who was a Ravenclaw and he picked the wand. And I was a Ravenclaw and I chose the stone. And you were Ravenclaw and you chose the stone. So maybe that says something about Ravenclaw being smarter than the rest. Maybe we're onto something. Maybe, maybe. Mm. All right, moving on to the final question of this episode on the topic of Harry Potter being... If magic from Harry Potter was real, what's one controversial consequence it could have in society? I love this question. For an example, um, dark magic or using the potions, potions, time travel, the curses, time travel, flying cars. Yeah. All that stuff. If it were real, what shit could it rain down on? Yeah. What do you think? Well... I thought about this because I'm kind of writing a funny little hobby book about this. So I've thought about this quite a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would think that, because it's also explored in the movies as well, in the second movie specifically with Professor Lockhart, how he takes credit for things other wizards and witches do, and then because he obliviates them and tricks them and makes them forget that they did it and convinces people that he did it instead. So he... The naked old bastard. He essentially erases memory. So I reckon Obliviate allows for a number of problems. Like Lockhart explaining how he benefited from other people's achievements and then erasing their memory. Uh, you could also get away with so many other things if witnesses forgot about what you did. Things like really bad things like murder and mm. robbery and probably sexual assault or, mm. or abuse. Yeah. that That's very... yeah. So, yeah. But there are so many, if it got into the wrong hands, there are so many bad things. Of course. I feel like having the ability to use dark magic would be a massive temptation for a lot of people. Yeah. Because the world is slowly becoming more selfish and the thirst for power, I think, is more visible these days, looking at world leaders and such. Um, so, yeah, I think that's probably the dark magic, using the curses yeah. for the wrong reasons. Um, I don't think the world is getting more selfish. I just think people are getting more antsy. Like everything's going horribly wrong. 
So people are just on doomsday alert and having the ability to use dark magic would just turn it having up Having that 11. extra bit of power oh, would, yeah. they think would help them in the end, but in, they would actually... Imagine if you're country A was, and you're on the brink of war with country B and they do something small that like rubs you the wrong way and you're just like, that's it, attack country B. Uh, what is blah, it? Blah, blah, blah. I was going to say, Avada expect over... Expect Avada Kedavra. Um... Yeah, so it'd be an awful thing. I oh feel yeah, like very, con- very consequential. I feel like yes, yeah. dangerous. I feel like having any Harry Potter magic in the real world is really dangerous. But that's why, like, even in the movies, they differentiate the magic world from the human world. Yeah, because th- there's laws and everyone. It's like a government in itself. There are people. Ministry, yeah. The ministry, exactly. Like watching it, and they literally get alerts when a curse is used. You know, like there's a law. There's a whole lot of other things. Or when under 17-year-olds use magic outside of school. Yeah. So, obviously, when you're young, you're 11 when you go to Hogwarts. Is that yeah. right? So, you're you're raised in that in that world. Yeah. Versus someone, say, like us, who's in our 20s. Just given it. Just given it. It's like, whoa, I can do all these magic things. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess if you're brought up in the two different worlds, you have the two different mindsets and yeah. you know what's right and what's wrong and what you can do and what you can't do. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, we have to go through practice and training and tests to get our driver's license. Imagine if people just got their driver's license, they'd be horrible drivers and kill everyone. So that's a very good way to put it, actually. Yeah. Um, how about you, Brandon? What do you think? Yeah, I, I, uh, I couldn't agree more because, as you said, there's, there's, so, much, there's so much need for power in this world today, everyone wants a little slice of that pie. And, you know, if, if you get too much power, you get a bit too comfortable and then, you know, then there's that, that domino effect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like one's person powerful. So you want to be more powerful than them. And then another person's like, wait, no, I want to be more powerful than you. And it's just a never ending cycle of power. And then it gets in the wrong hands and then it just escalates from there. I think my answer to that question, it kind of sort of stems off yours a little bit, is that, you know, if we all had, you know, the, the, the power or license to use magic in the way that they did in the movie, it's very hard to police that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Say for instance, you, you know, you, you, we've seen this in movies, you know, like Harry's not allowed to use magic outside of Hogwarts, but we've seen him multiple times actually use magic where it was in the bed, uh, under the bed sheets. He was trying to pa- practice it as his Patronus under there yeah. or something. Um, and then he's, you know. He was flying the, the magic car when they went into the Whomping Willow. Like that was through, you know, the muggles through Earth and not Harry Potter land. Yeah, and then uh, he uh, oh, he sent that fat lady near. Uh, what was oh, it, Dudley's his aunt or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah Dudley's aunt. So you know, it, it gets very hard to police that. You know, and there'd have to be strict limitations on what you can do. Like you can't just sort of go around turning everyone to a toad, like uh, or a ferret, like Professor Moody did with Draco in book uh, movie four. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that's the, probably the biggest consequence. You know, you need to have strict rules uh, uh, and limitations. But then, you know, you go into the privacy of your own home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, and, like, and with certain spells, once you've done it, sometimes there's no coming. And you can't undo it. And if the wrong spells gets to the wrong hands, you know, there's the curses like um, Avada Kedavra and all those kind of things. 
if like once you know it, you don't need to be a special person to use it. Like anyone can use it. Although, you know. although, although we're talking on Zoom at the moment, so I don't think that be you can't use it on Zoom. So I mean, if you oh, who knows, man, it's, it's Harry Potter magic. You don't know the limitations. They don't they don't do Zoom meetings in in Hogwarts, so you very well could. No, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I just I, just, I I would not want to see magic in in a in a society like we are today. It, it, there'll yeah. be too much havoc. I mean, we've already got we've already got Donald ruling the world. Do we need more real anything else? No. Yeah, exactly. No, we don't. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Cool. Well, let's see what the survey responder said. First response is from Matty, a male in the age range of eighteen to twenty-four. He says murder and crime rates would soar, and we'd have even more of a militant police state. But then we could also have a massive swell of rebellion and revolution. But that's providing that, like, the magic goes into the muggle world. Yeah, so, like, now, imagine it just, like, arriving. Yeah, because, like, in the Crimes of Grindelwald two movies, they have, like, wizards hidden in plain sight in New York or where... New York? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so, like, they have wizards, like, governing the use of magic in in the real world. So that's good. Her next response is from an anonymous, anonymous, age range 25 to 34. They say anarchy. Mm. So, yeah, just like dystopian future. Yeah. Not good stuff. No. I wish they clarified what they meant. By anarchy. Like like with what method of magic? All of it. I guess just would cause chaos. Next response is from a male named Dave in the age range of 45 to 54. He says greed and selfishness would inevitably see it misused, probably with more sure and extreme outcomes. Yeah, look, I just think that the world these days is way more selfish than it wants to admit as well. Right. And there are so many world leaders now with the power. Just, yeah, for sure. Our next response is from a female named Meza, age range 45 to 54. She says, magic is power. Idiots would always use it for their own greedy gain and not for the benefit of everyone. Just like the toilet paper hoarders. <laughs> oh, yes. And that's with muggles. Imagine with wizard toilet paper. Jesus. With wizard toilet paper. Wizard toilet paper. Next response is from Kid Boing. He's a male in the age range of 18 to 24. He says, dark arts would be discriminated against. Right. Like I said, dark music. Dark yeah. music? Wow. Dark magic. Dark magic. Yeah. Yes. An extra response is from a female named Beck, age range 18 to 24. She thinks, or she says, I think if humans knew about it, there would be tension between humans and magical people. Kind of like the political movements as of lately. Next response is from an anonymous male in the age range of 18 to 24. He says, the killing curses would be used more widely, resulting in large-scale murders like in the US. It would be a lot harder to prevent the usage of guns than magical spells. Oh, yeah. Because if you just have the power, like, you don't yep. need to buy it or have a license for it. You just have it because you're magic. You don't even need wands to use magic. No, if you're really it's that just powerful. A, mm. It's just a tool yeah. in which to focus your magic. Very true. Very true. Our next response is from an anonymous Anon, age range 18 to 24. They say, abuse of power, 100%, which is pretty much everything we've touched on previously. Mm-hmm. Next response is also from an anonymous Anon in the same age range of 18 to 24. They just say manipulation. Yeah, through spells or potions or something like that. Mm -hmm. Our final response is from a female named Rebecca, 
age range 18 to 24. She says, if everyone was selfish with their magic to get everything they want, we would end up with a lot of nasty and lazy people. That is correct. I definitely feel that I would be a lazy person. I don't remember seeing one fat person in Hogwarts, though. Me neither. I don't remember. How interesting. Yeah. Casting. Hmm. All right. Well, there's obviously no results for the for that question because there was no multiple responses. Um, but I guess there's a kind of general overall, theme. General theme, yeah, of misuse with dark magic, people being greedy, abusing the power and manipulating. Self-benefit at the detriment of others, I reckon. Yeah. Sounds is like right. the underlying message. It's a good way message. to put it. Good way to... Hey, so. I know big words. Yeah. Yes, Mr. Ravenclaw. <laughs> Alrighty. So that is it for this episode on the topic of Harry Potter. Don't forget to follow the website, surveysayspodcast.com. There's also a Facebook page and Instagram. It is all linked on the website. And if you would like to follow me personally, my account on Instagram is Mel Moppy Radio. And a very special thank you to our guest this week, Brandon Atkins. It was amazing having you on. You can listen to his show on Coast FM 96.3 every Friday night and find him on his Instagram at Brandon Atkins Radio. Thank you so much, Mel. It's been a pleasure uh, being a part of this uh, podcast. I really appreciate it. Of course. Yeah, thanks, Brandon, for coming on. Loved your answers. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, my username is Matt Wynn Thomas, W-Y-N-N-E, and the same on TikTok. Hell yeah. And the next episode of Survey Says will be with Alex on happiness next week. Um, and then the following week will be our next episode together on fitness. fitness. If you missed last week's episode, it was with my brother Christian instead of Alex on social media. Thanks for listening. I will talk to you guys next week with Alex and Matt and I will talk to you in a fortnight. Talk to you guys in a fortnight. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.